you know, every uh, change starts with a vision. And you have to start from somewhere. You, you have to have that vision to go for it and really nurture it and, and, and make it happen. Thank you, everybody, for joining us yet again on another episode here at the Garden of Life Dubai podcast. I am privileged today because we have a gentleman with us, Mr. Wasim Ahmed, the Executive Project Director of Meta Visionaries. Wasim, thank you for joining us today. How are you? Hey, Francis, I'm fantastic. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, more importantly, the things that you guys are doing uh, out there is absolutely fantastic. It's much needed and really looking forward to this conversation. Perfect. So let's dive into it um, immediately with no time wasted. Um, unbeknownst to our listeners thus far, you are wearing a lot of hats. You are a visionary coach, podcast host, TEDx speakers, and so, so much more. So do tell us um, a little bit about those uh, and how you came to um, end up in MetaVisionaries. So I uh, qualified as a pharmacist uh, just over uh, eight and a half years ago, uh, hence all the white hair. But uh, uh, yeah, I qualified as a pharmacist. And uh, during that journey, it allowed me to um, communicate with people on a daily basis, really listen to all the issues and problems and things they were going through. And honestly, when you really look at the context of that, and you really look at what people are suffering from, you know, most of us spend our lives worrying about something that may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. But the common thread in all of that was uncertainty. And um, it was also the fact that uh, people were struggling with their daily lives, whether it was financially, economically, um, or personally, or whether it was their mental health. Mm -hmm. And that aspect of human um, exploration really interested me in when, why is that, right? Uh, why are certain people exceptionally happy or well or, or doing well in life, uh, but why are the majority not so? And, um, you know, from there, those conversations really instilled in this uh, point in me where I really was fascinated and became a student of human behavior. And uh, that was the starting journey in, in me kind of getting towards where I am today. And uh, as we continued that journey uh, from pharmacy, um, looking at how quickly things were changing, and obviously we've just had uh, an accelerant such as COVID, um, it's led me to this point where today I realize that the human race is going through a rate of change, which is exponential, mm. super rapid. How does one navigate that? Um, and, and that kind of really forms my journey. Um, you know, there's always been bits of that in everything I've done uh, from transforming from a, a pharmacist, but then being able to wear these additional hats. Um, and it was an interdisciplinary journey, which will kind of set the tone for what the MetaVisionaries is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is a wonderfully said, um, Wasim. And I do feel there's... As you were going uh, about explaining your past and, and how you came to be, I do sense a lot of a, a teacher tone in there. And um, um, would you say you would, you're a better teacher or you're a better student um, in, in this sense? 
um, I'd say I'm a better learner. And uh, I'm also uh, someone who kind of switches between those uh, both roles. So I'd say I'm in shades of grey. Um, and uh, definitely by having those conversations, counselling those patients, there is an element of coaching and education um, and in that journey, definitely had a profound effect in me being becoming a lifelong learner. Huh. But as, as a student, do you, do you find that easier? Because previously it was such uh, an access, right? Face-to-face interaction, face-to-face learning has always been so accessible. It's, we almost take it for granted. Um, there's still value in that um, now or... Do you think in terms of learning, uh, being a, you know, a better learner, as you said, a student, um, does, it, does it have more value learning now online, uh, virtually, rather than face-to-face? Humans are a social species. Mm-hmm. Um, learning environments, uh, which COVID kind of accelerated from an online perspective, I felt were very unilateral, right? Mm-hmm. The learning never happens just in the classrooms. It happens with the interactions we have when we walk out into the corridors or when we um, you know, have those conversations catching a lift. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and by being static on a singular screen of 45 minutes an hour, it's, it's just not productive. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing that can truly replace face-to-face. But I do believe we are at a point where uh, we can have a model that's a hybrid, but it's an enhancement of how we learn today. Mm-hmm. So would you say that this kind of is a hybrid space that MetaVisionaries is, is bringing us into? Uh, tell us a little bit of how MetaVisionaries start and how and why this is a unique project to, to be worth looking into. So, you know, this was a step-by-step journey. It didn't just happen that we all of a sudden uh, came up with metaphysionaries. As I said, in my journey of when we were as a pharmacist uh, running pharmacies, um, there was a mixture of roles, different hats that I was wearing. One as a clinician, one as a counselor or a coach, one as a communicator. I had to deal with the teams on, you know, having an entrepreneurial mindset. And these are things I never learned in school or uni. This was being in the environment I was in. I was forced uh, to being all these different parts. And somewhere down the line, uh, one of my brothers said, you know, we need to figure out marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to uh, look at podcasts. And in fact, he sent me on a seminar. But, you know, when I was there, I came across um, uh, these influencers. There was these three triplets mm-hmm. from an Iranian background. And they were like, oh, you know, we're influencers and we charge this much to do a post and so on, so on, right? And yeah. I'm like, wow, what an incredible world. <laughs> uh, it was new for me then, right? right. And, uh, but as time went on, I had to look at that model and I started looking at how we queue to meet famous people or celebrities just to take a picture. Uh, and again, going back to my early statement about human behavior, I started studying why is that important. And it's about social proof. Right. And I realized that no matter what we do in life, humans are social creatures and we develop networks uh, for a multitude of reasons. But one of the key reasons is also to be able to leverage those networks that allow us to grow or build or co-create or do something fantastic. Right. So coming to the MetaVisionaries, um, there were a couple of things. One, the rate of change today is exponential. 
by 2040 is going to be 4x. Three months are going to be equivalent to our three decades. How does one navigate that? Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine you've done the same job for 12 years and now I'm telling you your job is gone. Not only has your job gone, I'm saying there's no replacement because it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, for you to feed your family, you're going to have to reskill and retrain. Mm-hmm. That is scary. That is scary. So, right? And, 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 and how do you navigate that? Well, you say, okay, the only way really you can consistently navigate that is by the ability to reinvent yourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's by the ability to reinvent yourselves, what do we do? For me, it was turning to education and learning, but that's 100 years old. Yeah. Right. So how do we turn to something that's already old, yet the pace of which we're trying to work at or be with is exponential? And the second thing is access to and, 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 and the luck of the draw. Imagine you're born in a place where you're not as fortunate as say some of the rest of us were. How does that person go through life just literally trying to put food on the table and not being able to realize their maximum potential because of just where they were born? And this is why, um, for me, MetaVisionaries came to being in that we, um, through, through our technology, our virtual living world, we solve access and distance, meaning someone in Rwanda can work with someone in the US and learn from someone in the UK and they can collaborate with each other. The second component is how do you consistently reinvent yourself? It's got to be uh, a fusion to arts, music, science, space science, technology, and entrepreneurship, where you can move between these different disciplines uh, and, and, and be successful and that's what the metavisionaries is the metavisionaries is an interdisciplinary approach to learning but also building your network and being able to do something practical that not only impacts other people's lives but benefits you economically yeah and uh, and also what we're navigating into is to be a master of none but uh, a jack, jack of all trades what we're advocating now isn't it you know um when we were kids, it was like, focus on one thing mm. right? and do it really well. Mm-hmm. But today, the world is confused. It's like, let me give you some examples. Um, let's just imagine dementia, right? Yeah. Other than pharmaceutical treatments, what more can we do? Well, this is where an artist or a musician is relevant because both music and art can be utilized to help with cognitive decline. Yeah. Now you've got a role for artists and musicians that previously wouldn't have been talked about. Let's talk about gamers and someone with palliative care cancer patient. Instead of just utilizing morphine, you could utilize gaming to alleviate pain. Mm-hmm. Right? Like these are just some of the things that we can do, which has an interdisciplinary approach. Now here's another one. We as a uh, as an organization are very space focused because we believe from all the frontier technologies bringing space curricula into every environment is essential because if we're not part of the space conversation the majority will lose out mm-hmm. over the coming decades right and yeah. and for that uh, uh for me if you can touch the stars there's nothing on the planet you can't do yeah totally and, and again, with your first point, community, right? Even so, right now, uh, Wasim, we are 
even in the metaverse, even in the NFT community. It's all about getting together uh, actively on Discord, on Twitter. Um, it um, is still a social world out there. We always come back to being the social creatures that we are, uh, interacting and, and figuring things out, discovering things and, and moving forward um, as a species. I think that's a wonderful sharing and a great point, what uh, metavisionaries are doing. Thank you. And, you know, um, I want you to give this example. Imagine um, we send a piece of art to space and it goes on a SpaceX rocket or any rocket. It goes to space and then it goes on the space station. And we've got this really cool uh, collaboration um, with a space-based uh, organization where we can send art pieces or files into space. Mm -hmm. And they go through a treatment conversion where one of these special Minipix cameras can measure uh, different points like radiation, frequency around it. And these uh, images or sounds get broken down and combined with that subset data and they become randomized sounds or randomized images. Mm. And then you have to use the artificial intelligence uh, bot that's part of it and you have to feed it an algorithm Mm -hmm. that then makes sense of all these and turns it into music mm -hmm. or a brand new image, right? Mm -hmm. And in that whole piece, you've learned engineering. You've had to learn economics. You've mm -hmm. had to learn physics. You've had to learn about art and creativity. You've mm -hmm. had to learn about AI. Wow. It's, it's just a whole different way of learning where all those disciplines are now relevant with each other and that is for me what's important in in uh you know what the metavision is doing is to make sure that people have access yeah. to learning yes but also being able to apply it in a variety of different ways and settings exactly and actually as you were explaining it's daunting it's uh, exciting but at the same time it's scary um, to think about the non-existence of boundaries here. There's just no limit to what we can do now. Actually, um, it's going to be required because the complex problems we're facing, climate change, um, my, you know, climate migration, mm -hmm. water scarcity, food shortages. solutions that are from different perspectives and we're going to need um to be able to really you know people say out of the box but i, I say we, we need to get rid of the box yeah so um, up right you know, I, yeah so but <laughs> not to say it's not scary and it's not daunting you're absolutely right but i believe if you do it together uh we, we can do it well yes i mean togetherness is still I do not want to be a, a negative uh, <laughs> Ned here, <laughs> but um, with with the earlier conversation we've had uh, about um, introducing this to regular Tom, Dick, and Harry, um, regular folks, um, this is still you know what we need to encourage um, people in doing so, uh, adopting it, and once the the acceptance is much much better than what we're seeing then um, yeah, right? Collaborative uh, functions or, or progress can even be more uh, 
progressive. No, I agree. And you know, um, Francis, I, I, I agree with you that it's a battle, right? It's not easy. Like even if there's an interest, is that interest enough in the masses to lead to action? Yeah. Or lead further exploration? Um, and it's pioneers like yourselves uh, who come together and take that mission upon themselves. You know, every uh, change starts with a vision. And you have to start from somewhere. You have to have that vision to go for it and really nurture it and, and, and make it happen. So um, I agree with you. It's daunting. It can paralyze. Uh, you know, you, you think, no, this is just not my world. But... Mm -hmm the rate of change as again being as rapid and exponential as it is i don't think we have the time not to accept that we need to be able to uh, be agile uh, and and be comfortable with change exactly and there's this beautiful um work by noah harari um, he's a an amazing author great mind uh, you might be familiar with him with your psychological interests but Actually, he, his um, quote about being consistently re to be able to reinvent yourself, because uh, that's what the world of 2050 is going to require. Mm -hmm. Homo Deus is very revelational. There was uh, snippets of what our future <laughs> looks like, and those aren't um, those aren't far fetched as what you are sharing right now. Um, they are within reach they're going to happen. Uh, we need to take out the box and not just think outside it. And also one thing I want to circle back into, Wasim, when you mentioned, you know, within MetaVisionaries, what you do is allow for space where people can collaborate in interdisciplinary um, disciplines, <laughs> for the lack of a better word. But um, because out of all the profession that exists there, and this is a, an extract from, from that book, Homo Deus, was that only archaeologists are irreplaceable at a rate of 0.25% or something like that. But um, everything else is replaceable. And, and, and that, the more professional you are, I mean, doctors now are even, some operations don't need them to be actively present in, in, in the operating room. So, yeah, we, we need to wake up. Yeah. It's like keyhole surgery can be done remotely now, right? Um, you can teach through VR. Uh, um, there's, you're absolutely right. There's a multitude um, of, of ways where technology is going to disrupt um, models that we have in place now. But I also think it's an opportunity for humans to become more empathetic, mm -hmm. play a more uh, stronger role in helping people nurture themselves, and, and, and helping them navigate this uh, environment. You're absolutely right. Like, let's look at pharmacy, all right? Um, if you have 10 staff members all doing their dispensing and all of a sudden you put two robots in, now what do you do with those 10 people? Exactly. Right? Th these are the questions we have to think about and ponder. Um, but I do think human interaction, empathy, the ability for a human to love and care for the person around him um, is, is definitely something that should be a foundation and, and, and the very core of what we do going forward. Exactly. And that boils down to um, learning um, and sharing and educating each other on what lies ahead 
uh, and what is what MetaVisionaries is doing, what Garden of Life Dubai is doing. We're all about the educational initiative. We're all about opening our channels and platform to those who are quote unquote curious, yes, at the first stage of it and, and um, making sure that they have the comfort in understanding so that they can navigate uh, it easily. I agree. And, and this is where people like yourselves and us and others have to make that space um, something that people get comfortable with. And how do you do that? You bring in the people they trust. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that Vision is about is building a global uh, ambassadors program uh, where we bring on people who other people can relate to. Yet at the same point, not being uncomfortable from being uncomfortable. Exactly. That's beautiful. And and um, we at Garden of Life similarly is doing our ambassador program. Uh, I'd love to exchange more ideas there, um, Wasim. This is, has been an enlightening conversation and we'll be having more in-depth uh, ones in the future. Um, the ambassador program, as you've uh, shared, it gives that uh, kind of um, reachable. Uh, it's not really so much as a celebrities or um, high profile people but real people that that are relatable relatable and you know what does it take to make a network um let's talk about quickly social proof um why would do you queue on a line for an hour just to take a picture with somebody Mm-hmm. And, and you think that will somehow give you some leverage in your personal life. Uh, it could just be that you're a big fan and that's fine as well. <laughs> but the whole point about communities and networks are that they are essential. But what I am trying to get, like, you know, the Gucci bags and Lamborghinis, instead of those, how do we make the scientist an influencer? How do we make the educator an influencer? How do we make our teachers influencers so that they have platforms that can positively impact you know, people globally. That's one of our missions for the uh, MetaVisionaries where, you know, our director of science is Dr. Tara Rutley, who was a former chief scientist, associate chief scientist for NASA. She's currently the chief scientist for building the orbital reef for Blue Origin, and she's our director of sciences. So you, you know, one of the experiences you'll have through um, uh, the MetaVision, think of it as a masterclass in the metaverse, mm-hmm. but also connects you to individuals that give you live industry experience and also connects you to the job opportunities through the apprenticeships, work experience programs, but also, um, you know, being able to co-create and, and build uh, ideas with, with other individuals who are in the same space as you. That's wonderful, Wasim. And just with you and um, Dr. Tara alone, uh, I hope that myself and the rest of Garden of Life team wouldn't need to queue uh, an hour-long queue next time we see you to take a picture. Um, we have to give me some sort of uh, immediate access, yeah? <laughs> if, if, this is, <laughs> if this is the case, um, Wasim, um, Thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Please tell our listeners um, kindly where and how they can read more about your projects and how they can contact you in, um, you know, all these uh, wonderful things we've discussed today on self-development, well, interdisciplinary discipline, as we fondly call it. Carry on, please. Um, 
So thank you. Uh, Metavisionaries, um, you can learn more about us on metavisionaries.io. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll have that in the link. Uh, you can see our Instagram page. And uh, we're releasing our 10,000 uh, non-fungible tokens as a way of utility and access uh, into our world. And, and what those NFTs essentially do is you get access to the learning, the networking, the digital experiences, but you can give one free scholarship away to somebody else to learn. And you have the opportunity to co-create courses with us and revenue share. So um, thank you so much, Francis, uh, for doing this. Um, as you said, I think there's so much more to unpack going forward, but this was a fantastic start. And I am really looking forward to us and our collaborations and all the stuff you're doing yourselves. Uh, so thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you so much. And so to our dear listeners, that's Mr. Qasim Ahmed of MetaVisionaries. We'll be sharing links to you on how to get in touch, know more about all of these great news and already what's happening on the ground or not on the ground. Uh, this is what uh, the metaverse is all about. Um, and uh, we'll keep you posted. Please keep on listening. We do have more interesting podcasts um, lined up for you. Thank you, Mr. Wasim Ahmed. Thank you, Francis. Pleasure to be with you. The future is gold. <laughs>